We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast loud and queer, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and recognise their own history as well as their queer history and community members. Sin advises that the following content may be distressing for some listeners. The voice for LGBTQ plus youth and music only on Sin. This is Loud and Queer. queer, queer. Welcome to Loud and Queer, the voice for queer youth and music on Sin. My name is Elizabeth, my pronouns are she, her, I'm bisexual, and I'm speaking to you on Bunurong land that which was never ceded. And I'm Laura, and I'm coming to you from Wemba Wemba and Purpa Purpa land, and I would like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. My pronouns are they, them, and I identify as bisexual and non-binary. I'm Sammy, I'm coming to you from Wewerong country in the Kulin Nation. I'd like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and colonization continues to this day. Pronouns are they, them, identify as ace and non-binary. If you want to reach out to us, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SinLoud, that's at S-Y-N Loud, or Loud and Queer on Facebook. You can also check out the podcasts and previous podcasts on any other site where you will get your podcasts from, that being Omi, Stitch, Spotify, or Apple Music. You can also tune into the show at 90.7 FM every Sunday from 3 to 5 p.m. or stream us live on the SIN website, sin.org.au. Coming up on the show for you, we have the regular news whip around. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Mayor Force data uh, recent legal case in the UK and uh, the gender critical beliefs. We'll also be doing our regular froth or not. Uh, Elizabeth, do you want to talk about the interview we'll be doing? Yeah, I'll be do. We'll be showing an interview that uh, I conducted earlier in the week um, with Brisbane-based artist Jules. So I highly recommend. It was a great interview, so I highly recommend you guys check it out. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. I'm Sammy here with Laura and Elizabeth. That track you just heard was Lifeline by Riverboy, latest single by the artist we all love here on the show. And uh, we're going to be doing the news whip around now. Content warning for this one, homophobia and blood donations. From Q News, LGBTQIA plus advocates in Australia say blood donation authorities should follow the lead of their UK counterparts and lift blanket bans on queer men donating blood. On Monday, the UK began new blood donation rules assessing the risks of donors individually. The new policy replaces blanket restrictions on gay and bisexual men due to stigmas associated with HIV. Under the rules, male donors will no longer be asked if they have had sex with another man. Instead, any individual who attends to give blood, regardless of gender, will be asked about new sexual partners and recent sexual activity. If they've had the same sexual partner for the last three months, they can donate. The landmark change means UK queer-identifying men in sexually active monogamous relationships can donate for the first time. In Australia, our donation service, Lifeblood, restricts all gay and bi men who have had sex with men in the last three months from donating, including those in monogamous relationships. Organisation Just Equal is an Australian LGBTQIA plus advocacy org, and they are advocating that change. Also from Q News, Orange is the New Black star Taryn Manning has gotten engaged to her musician girlfriend, Anne Klein. The singer-songwriter was performing at a gig at a restaurant in Florida last Friday. 
TNZ posted video footage of the couple's proposal, after which the audience cheered and applauded. Pink News reports the winner of the non-binary category in a gravel bike race has spoken out about how it feels to be included in the sport you love. Abby Robbins, 32, was the only person competing in the non-binary genderqueer category at Unbound Gravel a race in Emporia, Kansas. It's one of the most important gravel races in the US and thousands enter a lottery for the chance to compete in the 100, 250 or 350 mile categories each year. Robbins is new to cycling. Uh, they had only been riding for a year when they entered Unbound Gravel. They were given a spot at the 100 mile race and then in March, Unbound sent around an email to contestants introducing the new non-binary category. I think that's great news and I really hope that more people enter next year because it would be really just, I think, exciting to see like yeah. something like that be a success because people say you can't do it or that it's unfair or that you wouldn't have enough competitors. But yeah, I'd be really keen to see that actually start. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. If any of the stories today caused you any concern, please call Lifeline at 131114, QLife at 1800 184 or Kids Helpline at 1800-55-1800. Want more Loud and Queer? Follow our socials at SinLoud on Instagram and Twitter. Welcome back to Loud and Queer on Sin. I'm your host Elizabeth with my co-host Laura and Sammy. You just listened to Better Things by Kian and just a special congratulations to her. She, her, her single release, which was Better Things, as you just listened to, has now reached a million listens in the last week, which is fantastic. And you also listened to You by Louise Terra. I'm going to be talking about a pretty hectic case in the UK. It's been developing since like 2019. So going to be giving a content warning for this one, transphobia and gender critical beliefs. So yeah, yeah. Uh, going to try and try my best to summarize the case sources the guardian for um i've summarized from their news article yeah so it was uh this woman named maya forstater uh worked at a think tank and tweeted that she believed transgender women could not change their biological sex was fight over offensive and exclusionary language um she crowdfunded in 2019 and attempted to present a case uh at the employment tribunal this failed, and then in April this year, she appealed to the Employment Appeal Tribunal, which is summarized as EAT. Uh, on Thursday, a panel led by the EAT president, Mr. Justice Chordberry, upheld the appeal, saying the tribunal was erred in the law in ruling that four starters' views were not worthy of respect in a democratic society. Beliefs may well be profoundly offensive and even distressing to many others, but they are beliefs that are and must be tolerated in a pluralist society. They went on to say... This judgment does not mean that it has expressed any views on the merits of either side of the transgender debate, which great job calling it that. <laughs> that makes me feel really great. Uh, and nothing mm. in it should be regarded as so doing. This judgment does not mean that those with gender critical beliefs can misgender trans persons with impunity. Sure. Luce Ray, a solicitor at the law firm Bates Wells, which advised the CGD, called the decision concerning and a much narrower Interpretation of the previously understood position that a belief which conflicts with the fundamental rights of others will not be protected. The Eats decision sets, the, uh, to quote from her, the Eats decision sets the threshold for exclusion so high that it will leave marginalized groups more vulnerable to discrimination and harassment and place employers in an impossible position. Our clients are considering their next steps. And yeah, this will lead to another tribunal essentially redoing the first one now that that one had been deemed as erred in the law. So there'll be another another tribunal to review it or what 
yeah what happens now um also before we get into discussions just after at the back of reading all of that it is extremely yeah. distressing uh the number to queue life if you need to talk to anyone is 1-800-184-527 and the number for lifeline is 13 11 14 kids helpline is 1-800-55-1800 um yeah so so my understanding of it is that there was the original tribunal in 2019 and then she brought this this year to the appointment appeal tribunal. So essentially appealed that. Um, oh, the tribunal's decision. Yeah. Yeah. So then now that that has been successfully appealed by EAT, uh, it's going to be redone. Right. Okay. So she doesn't just get her job given back. They have to like yeah. hear it again. Do we like, could we talk about the idea of gender critical beliefs first? Maybe yeah because to me it's always felt it seems kind of like a friendly way of introducing like turfiness to conversations they're like oh I'm not transphobic I'm just being gender critical I'm just you know new status quo that they think that um accepting trans people is a kind of propaganda yeah it's it's a it's a different way of saying that they're not going to be fooled by the the lgbtqi agenda <laughs> like it's that yeah. rhetoric reinterpreted yeah. I, I refuse to listen to big queer <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> that's what you should be called now big queer big queer i i guess also to bring it back to louise Rees' um quote which is i think probably the best statement regarding all of this which is that people are talking about like beliefs but it is conflicting with fundamental human rights of people yeah yeah so it is kind of an alarming precedent for exclusion Mm. yeah and i think also looking at the situation for trans people in the UK it's pretty awful they're just trying to transition let alone like socially transition and be accepted I imagine there are a lot more trans people who haven't gotten this much coverage who have been fired from their jobs or been forced to leave due to harassment that we never hear about exactly and they can't crowdfund to no. <laughs> re- repeal it they can try yeah but... yeah it feels yeah. just like a really toxic and dangerous manipulation of like having like having those rights to your belief like it's that's such a manipulative and dangerous way of looking at it like every like everyone has the right to feel safe in their environments and not have to struck not have to deal with harassment based on something like being trans or anything like that like it's not that shouldn't you shouldn't have to feel unsafe and unwanted in a place of work or home or anything like that so being like no but this is my belief you can't infringe on that is just like that's not what this law is used for like it's to protect Mm. people not to excuse your discriminatory language and I think as well that comes back to the idea of like a transgender debate and I know that you reacted to that a bit Sammy did you want to kind of expand on what that meant when you read that yeah it's it's like it's it's a court ruling that there is currently a debate over whether we exist or not like that's my interpretation of it that's how it feels yeah yeah 
And it's like, it's like all this, the language as well of like, people can never just say transgender people. Yeah. And it's pitting sides against each other that aren't on equal playing fields to begin with, you know, like quote unquote gender criticism has never come under any kind of oppressive structure and being trans almost always has in Western contexts, like many Western contexts. I guess to me to say that it's this sort of debate and to imply, yeah, view on the merits of either side of the transgender debate. Uh, (laughs) What does that mean in terms of power and who has it and who doesn't? So I think that's really misleading in, in how I read that is that they're trying to come across as sort of neutral or balanced, whereas often in institutions like the courts or even in journalism, which I'm in, it actually really misrepresents who has what power and who has been historically persecuted. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely been a, a, it feels like there has been a real grow in that, honestly, just that whole idea of like playing up these very definitive like stances as a discussion like or a debate like mm. a debate is when you're discussing with someone whether or not people should be should wear school uniforms to school or something like that a debate is not saying whether or not transgender people are people yeah. like that's that it's a yes that is there is no definitive argument there if you're arguing about it it's none of your goddamn business mm. <laughs> also want to say like mayor Maya, you like this 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 whole like gender critical beliefs thing presented in quote is like very official and stuff. But you go back to these tweets, it's just like trans men are not men, trans women are not women. <laughs> and it's like you work at a think you worked at it worked at a think tank. Yeah, give us something better if you if, if you want to turn this if you want to turn our existence into a debate. Like that's that's just. That's not anything. Yeah, that wasn't a debate. You just said something that was completely meaningless and thoughtless. Yeah, you tweeted some dumb stuff. What does she hope to gain from mm. this? Like, yeah, the like, so like, let's like thinking thinking about it in like like in the future. If like when the, when it does go in when this case goes back into its you know next appeal or whatever, like either way, like it go it goes back to court over this whether or not like she should get a job back. Mm. She's going to go back to a job and it's be like, yes, I got this job back because I defended my belief that transgender people are not people. And like, I don't know. I don't know about her, but I feel like if I was in that environment, I'd be looking at her like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, who are you winning on behalf of? Not women. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if, if they already like let it go because they deemed it exclusionary like within the workplace they're not going to be like welcoming even if they can't technically fire you if like she somehow if if she ends up winning this this next tribunal um Mm. it's yeah it's interesting it's also like i feel like if she loses she has set up a pretty decent shock jock career for herself like instantly setting up a crowdfunder anyway i feel like we should wrap this segment up um uh, yeah i don't was was it worth talking about that quote? Um, beliefs may well be profoundly offensive and even distressing to many many others, but they're beliefs that are and must be tolerated in a pluralist society. That's so contradictory. It's it's such a contradictory statement. Like, like how can you be 
a ju- like you're calling yourself a justice and you're like well i guess some people just have to continue being profoundly distressed it you know to a group that has like overwhelming amounts of suicide rates and mental health issues and lack of proper care yeah exactly. we recognize that this we, re- we recognize that this issue is very distressing that that our, our stance on this is very distressing to all of you people and it's our job to make sure that, you know, people feel safe in their environments. Too bad. Mm, exactly. Okay. Sorry, I just wanted to add that in, but yeah. Yeah, no, uh, sorry. We can wrap that up. Yeah. <laughs> I was just that. like, that one really pissed me off when I read that. That yeah. was what made me super angry. Um, yeah, I'll just say, I guess I'll read the numbers out to the, the, the support hotlines again in a second, but mm-hmm. just want to say... Um, Mayor Forstada, you're probably not listening, but please don't sue us. Um, we are just, these are just our Mayor Forstada critical beliefs. Um, you know, it's our <laughs> right to express them. Uh, anyway, um, look, uh, yeah, this is an extremely distre- distressing case. If you found any of this distressing, um, completely understandable. If you need any support, the number to QLife is 1-800-184-527. The number to Lifeline is 13-11-14. number to Kids Helpline is 1-800-55-1800. We'll be right back. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. I'm Sammy, joined by Laura and Elizabeth. Earlier this week, Elizabeth spoke with queer Brisbane-based artist Jules about her collaboration with Cadillac on a new single called Sunday. Jules cut her teeth working with the likes of M. Phasers, Bliss and Esso, and Electric Lemonade, and it's a cross-genre artist featuring a mixed bag of feels consisting of indie pop, R&B electro, and hip-hop. Take a listen. Welcome back to Loud and Queer. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and today we have a very special guest on the show. I'm pleased to welcome up-and-coming Brisbane-based music artist, Jules. Hi, Jules. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me. I just wanted, just so we can get into it, like, how would you describe your music to people that, like, are unfamiliar with you at the time? Yeah, sure. So I guess uh, it's actually the start of my musical journey as a solo artist. So I guess I'm um, definitely on the way to kind of figuring that out. A lot of a lot of my stuff is a mixture of R&B, indie pop, as you know, with my latest single with Katnak. But a lot of the sounds that are coming out with my demos are electro, like a bit of electronic sound with R&B, a bit of a hip hop touch with some like guitar. It's a real mixed bag, actually. So, um, yeah, this year should be quite interesting with with uh, what I'm coming out as a solo artist. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, getting into your track with Sunday and everything with Katnak, like, it obviously like it just launched last month in May and everything like yeah a lot of work obviously went into it so how do you feel now that like it's come out it's out with the world like how, like how you feel with like the reception towards the song really really good it was yeah I guess a long time coming we actually wrote it probably close to a year ago actually so and weirdly enough we I'm not too sure why we waited so long I think um, we were both quite busy at the time and and Katnak's quite a, a busy he's doing quite well as an independent artist as well so but we wrote it in a day and we waited about a year to release it but now that it's out there it's super super exciting the response has been really good and we have a video clip actually coming out we're just wrapping that up and we'll hopefully release it a little bit delayed but um should be coming out at the end of the week I would say yeah so that's going to kind of build up some hype again um yeah so uh yeah really really happy that's for sure yeah that's awesome I did see a bit like a few posts like hyping up the video clip and everything so 
Yeah, I just wanted to ask, like, how did it go with filming that and everything? Obviously, working with Katnack and, like, with the team to get that music video out and everything. Um, yeah, the video clip was um, great fun. Um, so, basically, the song, as you know it, is really quite upbeat. Um, it's very beachy. It's very summery. So, what better place to record it than on the Gold Coast? Naturally. <laughs> um, the beachside. And basically, like, the, the song is, when we wrote it, we were kind of like, wow, this is the kind of track you just want to put on when you're on a road trip you know with a group of friends and you're letting your hair down and having a few drinks and you just yeah off for a good time and that's basically what we did in the video clip uh, to some degree so um, yeah it was fun Dylan's very easy to work with we have a lot of fun together we built quite a nice friendship actually so um, yeah it was just a good time really I, I did know, like, you and Katnat, you released a bit earlier this year the acoustic uh, duet with the song uh, Valentine. Yeah, so you've been working with them for quite a bit now and everything. So, like, how's that gone? Like, just that growing, like, friendship, obviously, like, work-wise and out of work-wise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, look, it's it's been really cool because I guess we we actually we met about a year ago and and the day that we wrote Sunday we had never met before and and we oh, crossed really? paths um, on social media actually yeah and it was like you know I'd I'd like to work with you I was like I'd like to work with you and and a couple of weeks later I I headed up to Brisbane and um yeah and we wrote it in a day and I guess that's a clear we just had a real clear understanding and it was just like good musical chemistry and he was just really easy to work with and he you know we just felt really comfortable and I think with that comes like the opportunity to be creatively um open you know and 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 let that flow so yeah it's been really good we we got together again the other week and looks like we might have another hit down oh really sounding really cool so yeah so it's um it's been a lot of fun it was an unexpected uh kind of dynamic and I'm really glad that I met him and and super happy with Sunday and look forward to writing more with him and um yeah we'll see we'll see where that goes yeah that's that's awesome that's really great to see and everything like obviously you've been working a bit within like the Australian music industry for a while you've been working with a few bands like Electric Lemonade and everything and like obviously now you're coming out into your like solo career which is incredibly exciting but like how what sort of got you started on that path in like working down um into that path into like making music in the industry and everything basically I actually it's it's only been the last few years that I've actually started to do it professionally. Whereas, um, to be honest with you, it was always a little bit of a, a side gig and just a just a passion and a lot of fun. And um, I guess it started when I was probably about fourteen, and my mum got me a karaoke machine, and 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 that was it. And I um, would just sing a lot and just go into a lot of contests. And um, actually, when I was in end of high school, I met up with M Phases, um, who is a big time uh, amazing producer now as you may know oh yeah <laughs> and um he he was um a local Gold Coast boy yeah and um he was working with Listen Esso at the time and I guess some at the time were up, up and coming artists that are really huge now um and uh yeah he used to he knew that I sang so he'd get me to do some like hooks and some some licks and some oohs and ahs and some backing vocals on um, some tracks like with Bliss and Esso and a few of the artists that he was producing for. So that really got me kind of started and built up a bit of hype um, hearing myself recorded. And uh, yeah, so I did that for a couple of years and then it was more of a side gig, you know. Um, yeah, fair enough. And then uh, 
coming like about 15 years later, I, um, I stepped into electric lemonade and yeah, that, uh, really lifted things for me and, and obviously started doing it professionally and, um, just had some changes in life and was able to take it on a little bit more with, with my lifestyle and have more time to focus on it. And, uh, yeah, the, the rest is history, but, um, in respect to doing my own thing this year, I guess it's something that I've always wanted to do and it's always been in the back of my mind and um, never really gave it that opportunity to see I guess you know what what my sound would be and and what it would be like without any restrictions or any kind of genre box or anything like that so I just thought what better time than the present I just kind of thought I'd take a take a bit of a risk but um you know seems to have paid off you got to do it I, you put things on the back burner all the time and I'll do it next year or the year after or, you know, five years later and it just doesn't happen. Um, so this year I was feeling super psyched and motivated and felt super creative and I thought I'm just going to give it a go and um, put some work into it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's fantastic. Like it's it's very evidently paid off. Like the track is fantastic and like I'm super excited to see what more comes from you I guess like I with more oh, thank you Rob um I guess with everything that's come like with all that career and everything what would you say like your favorite moment's been so far like within like would you say it's been releasing this new like releasing this new song or like goodness you know like what comes straight to my mind is like almost every live performance that I've ever done and particularly with Electric Lemonade those boys are the bomb and they are such it is such a pleasure to share a stage with them every time uh, we just have so much fun and yeah there's nothing better than having an audience there in front of you that are just having the time of their life and just enjoying what you're doing you know something that you really love and something that you're passionate about and you're just having a good time really and it means so much to others and that's just a beautiful feeling so um, yeah that's what comes to mind for me yeah naturally like it seems like a lot of fun like obviously the hype will be coming up so let's be be able to do more live gigs again obviously after last year like mm. last year was a bit of a mess but like how did you go with mm. like in that like you, you said like you wrote Sunday last year with Katnack and was sitting on it for a bit yeah. like how did you go yeah. with like making music or like yeah. during that time like I know some people like they loved it. They had plenty of time. Others people like kind of just didn't find inspiration. Like mm. where, where did you sort of fit, like fall onto that spectrum, I guess? Yeah. Okay. So it was kind of, um, you know, I say how much I love live performance and how much joy it brings me. And um, I guess that came to a halt when COVID hit and it was kind of like a blessing in disguise at the same time you know it was really quite sad to not be on stage all the time and 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 doing doing that but um at the same time it was it gave me the opportunity to kind of sit and reflect and uh get more creative you know that time off the stage allowed more time to write and uh explore and think more about um, what I'd like to do, where I'd like to go, what I truly want. And um, that's where I guess I really drew a lot of courage to actually step out solo and and do that and explore that side of things. So I would say as much as it was sad not being on stage, it, it was very meaningful for me because it, it's made me do what I'm doing today and releasing Sunday. And um, that's, you know, I met Katnak through, through COVID through that quiet time he wasn't playing I wasn't playing and um we just wanted to to get creative and so yeah 
I can't complain too much. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I guess like sort of getting near the end of this and everything, like you, you mentioned like you've obviously got plans to release a new song with Catnack and obviously plans with the like music clip to come out later on. Anything else currently like that you're excited for? Like are you excited to get back into doing more gigs? Yeah. Sort of like what's your big plan for like now that your career's really taken off? Yeah. Um. So this year, which is my god flying we're like (laughs) quite far into it now um but I just really wanted to knuckle down and write and just explore what my sound is and who I am musically with that obviously is just getting some tracks down I don't think there's going to be too much live performance other than maybe some collaborations with other artists and maybe stepping up with them as opposed to shows of my own but that's okay. I'll lead. I'll lead up to that. And I think my focus is to um, just keep recording songs, um, keep writing, releasing. Hopefully, by the end of the year, I'll have a little bit of a set list. Then, then I can get out there and maybe start performing again next year. For the time being, it'll be fun. I really enjoy collaboration and working with different people. And um, so, for now, even just getting up on stage with Catnack and and some friends that perform, it's yeah, still thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, that's that's fantastic and really exciting to hear. Just for fans that are listening right now, like where would they be able to find you, follow you and really be able to be there along the journey of you like growing in your career and stuff? Yes, for sure. Um, well, I'd highly recommend going onto Instagram. That's usually the main platform that I'm connected to that connects off to everything else. So uh, my Instagram is i.m.jules and that's Jules being J-O-O-L-Z. Um, and I've got my Linktree account there in my bio, which sends you off to everything, uh, to my YouTube, um, to my Facebook, um, to SoundCloud, pretty much everything that I'll, um, be sharing with you all over the year. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic to hear. Um, I, the last thing I'd want to ask is like, are there, just since we have our own like Spotify playlist of us, like including lots of different queer artists and songs on there and everything, we're definitely going to be adding Sunday to that. Um, but what would you suggest for like, are there any bands or artists songs that you would recommend? Like any, any queer band artist songs and everything? Yeah. I mean, my favorites at the moment, uh, songs off the top of my head, you know, I've got a terrible memory and I can't <laughs> really recall a lot of songs, but I've been listening to a lot of, um, Kalani, uh, a lot of G flip, um, Kalani. Um, I think she is amazing. 100%. Um, and Sydney from, um, so Sid from the internet. She's she's a bit special. Are you familiar with yeah, her? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great music, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, Tash Sultana, like she's just beautiful um, instrumentally and vocally, um, just incredible. So, yeah, that would probably be my top favourites. But, yeah, definitely Kalani is at the top of my list at the moment. Um, almost every song is amazing. Um, Honey. Actually, honey, I would recommend that. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for coming on for the show. It's been a real, it's been a real pleasure to have you. Like, we'll be probably we'll be playing Sunday on the probably right after this. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I'm we're really looking forward to seeing what you have in store for the future. Likewise, it's been um, really nice chatting to you. Thank you for having me on the show, and um, yeah, look forward to talking in the future and um, catching up. That was Elizabeth speaking with emerging queer artist Jules. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. We're going to jump into Froth or Not now uh, to wrap up the show. How's everyone's week been? Who wants to share? We're out of lockdown and I feel free. 
<laughs> okay. Um, how does it feel to be out of lockdown, you two? Being able to go on a nice long – I know you could already, like, you know, do, like, the short tour exercises and everything with your mask on. Being able to also, like, still, like, take longer walks with my mask on, like, further out is just nice. Like, I miss mm. the sun. Yeah. And Sammy? Uh, <laughs> no, I've been, I've been home pretty much a fair bit still. Yeah. What have you been frothing this week or not? Notting. <laughs> Do you want to go first, Elizabeth? Uh, yeah, mine, like a lot of my frosts are just kind of like the simple pleasures in life. Like I went I went out shopping at one point out to Spotlight and I found these really, really pretty buttons that are like diamonded, look like little crystals and everything. And I'm just in love with them. I have no idea what I'm going to use them for, but they're just so pretty. Mm-hmm. Cute. So that's basically my froth. So what do, do you like – look for buttons or is this a new thing uh I always do kind of hunt out for nice buttons and everything so look I've got got like a tiny collection Mm. I use um but I just saw them and like oh cool I don't know like I was I normally when I'm hunting for buttons I'm kind of looking for like very for very specific things but I just kind of saw them and I was kind of like nope I'm getting them like (laughs) not up for debate this is mine yeah awesome I love that so are they usually for cosplays or do they go on like everyday uh, clothes? Normally for cosplays, but I could also see myself putting these on just a regular outfit just because they're that pretty. Mm, totally. Oh, nice. What was your froth, Laura? I'm trying to find mine. So I've been listening to a lot of outside podcasts uh, because I went for a high class weekend and I loved it. And ever since then, I've been really wanting to like get into um, – just a bunch of different outdoor activities. I like to go hiking and cycling and rock climbing and stuff. Um, And one of the podcasts was about, I just clicked on it and I had no idea what it was about. And it was actually this trans woman who spent many years in the closet. She knew she was trans from a really young age, but she never came out because she was really into a, like, I think it was mainly snow sports, but also mountain biking and that kind of thing from when she was a kid. And eventually she came out and found this like amazing group of women climbers who are not climbers, like snowboarders and stuff who will support each other and like found her happiness and was able to continue doing the things she loved without people being terrible to her. And it was really nice to hear because she was like so worried I guess about coming out and then never getting to professionally do the thing that she really wanted to do Mm. and so it was just like yeah a great uplifting story because I've been hearing a lot of just awful things happening to trans people trans community lately and it was really just a feel-good kind of thing that's so, that's so sweet. That's such a good, that's such a feel good story. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I enjoyed it so much. It's like finally just a story about a trans person who, like, obviously you hear about you know some of the struggles and things like that through the story, and it's a bit rough. But ultimately, just being able to to be herself and be happy and do what you love. So good. Yeah. Nice. I'm very <laughs> excited to listen to that this week. Yeah. Yeah, did anyone have any knots or are we 
not feeling that bad today. Uh, I got one. I'll be quick though. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> All good. Yeah, my not my that's a, a big screw you to to One Nation right now. Um, mm-hmm. Frick you guys. At the time our last show aired, this news had already broke, but we hadn't recorded yet. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of anti-trans bills happening by One Nation uh, around the country, a few different states, and I will talk about that a bit more in depth next week because uh, it is worth talking about. Yeah, it's, hope everyone's feeling okay with it all. They're all idiots, so don't worry about it but also do worry about it legislatively, but don't worry about what they believe, I guess is the what I'm getting at. I love that distinction. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, well, we can't ignore it, but we shouldn't, you know, they're idiots. Yeah. yeah, let's not let it bring us down. Sin, where young people run the show. Soft memories of youthful days. Welcome back to Loud and Queer. I'm your host, Elizabeth, with my co-hosts, Laura and Sammy. Today on the show, we had our regular news whip. We also had an interview done by Elizabeth with an emerging Brisbane-based queer artist. Her name's Jules. Go check her out. And lastly, we had Froth or Not. Uh, you can find us on all the major social medias, Twitter uh, and Instagram, at SinLoud, and Facebook, uh, just Loud and Queer, Sin. You can find our podcast on all the major streaming services. That's Omni, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and Stitcher. And, yeah, we'd just like to thank you all for listening today. But yeah, to say thank you so much if you've listened to the full show because uh, we there was some hectic topics came up today. Yeah, and- definitely. And take care of yourself if you heard any of that and have been a bit that distressed by it. I know it's pretty heavy sometimes being queer, but take, please take care of yourself. Absolutely. If you want to check out any of the music that we also played today, you can also check out our Spotify playlist, The Loud and Queer Mixtape 2021. Yep, again, thank you guys all for listening. We'll see you again next Sunday at 3. This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media. If you need support right now, you can call Q Live at 1-800-184-527. You can also find some helpful resources at minus18.org.au.